I will not be intimidated by lies and labels. I will not be less than who I was created to be. I may struggle and I may fall. But I will get back up and I will keep moving on. I will not run in fear. You see, I learned to run in fear at an early age. But today, I will run no longer. Today, I will face the battle. Today, I will win. Today, I will stare down comparisons and apathy, lies and fear. They do not define me. Today, I am an overcomer. God has made us all an overcomer, and we're supposed to overcome circumstances, situations that we face in life. And so, you know, today we're going to be talking about overcoming fear. It's a uh, first part uh, fear series. In the series, we're going to do two lessons on it. And so uh, the question is, are you afraid? And, uh, you know, don't, don't mix up uh, having the fear of God. The King James calls it calls it the fear of God and then uh, being afraid. The fear of God is respect, awe, and submission to God. We respect God. We're in awe of Him. Uh, we're in submission to Him because He is God Almighty. But today we're talking about fears like failure, uh, rejection, uh, fears of the unknown, what might happen, you know, failure to measure up, failure to keep up, uh, rejection of being left out again or whatever may happen in your life. But God... Uh, speaks to us in 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So let's just stop for just a second. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. God does not give us fear. God does not give us fear. Fear is not from God. So therefore, anything that's not from God, we shouldn't accept it. So I want to encourage you, don't accept fear, but learn to face your fears. Uh, you know, being courageous is not an absence of fear. Uh, it's people who are courageous push through the fears that they have in their life, and they become an overcomer. And that is what God wants us to do, is to become an overcomer and uh, not accept the things that are not from Him. Did you know in the Bible that there are 74 references to fear not? 29 references to be not afraid? Do you know uh, fear is placing faith in the what-ifs? You know, what if this don't happen? What if that happens? What, what if I don't get picked? Uh, what if I don't get the job? So I'm not even going to sign up. The what ifs will defeat you before you ever get started. The what ifs will stop you uh, from moving into the things of God because you don't think you're worthy enough. Well, none of us are. We're all standing in the blood of Jesus uh, with Jesus, and he's our strength, our shield, and our helper. You know, in Exodus 4.1, Moses said, uh, answered, uh, God was trying to tell him, go set my people free. He went up to the burning bush, and God began to speak to him, said, I want you to go back to Egypt. Well, thinking about going back to Egypt, 
uh, scared Moses, spooked him, and he started going through the what ifs. What if they don't believe in me? What if they don't listen to me? Well, what, 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 is, what if they don't believe the Lord appeared unto me? And God began uh, to encourage him and to strengthen him uh, through the what ifs. You know, we have the what ifs. And I want to go ahead and say this. There's a promise for every what if. There's a promise in the Bible for every fear or what if that you have. Uh, fears will come and, and, and fears will come to attack us. But the promises of God are yes and amen to us. And, and they back everything that God's called us to do and everything God wants us to do. So if you got your notes, look at number one. Number one is what you fear the most reveals what you value the most, which is a cool thing. What you fear the most reveals what you value the most. If you're afraid of losing your marriage, well, what do you value? Your marriage. If you're worried about uh, something happening to your family, uh, it shows what you value. You value family. Uh, afraid you can't pay your bills or you might lose your job, you value financial uh, security. Well, you see, that, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's reasonable, isn't it, in our mind? Well, look at number two. Number two says in your notes, what you fear the most reveals where you trust God the least. What you fear the most reveals what you, where you trust God the least. My goodness. So let's let that sink in. Let's consider both of them. What you fear the most is what you value the most. And what you fear the most is where you trust God the least. So if you're afraid of losing your marriage, you don't trust God with your marriage. If something happened, something's going to happen to your family, you're not trusting God with your family. Uh, that's where you need to address that fear and put a promise on your family. Address that fear and put a promise on your marriage. Address that fear and, and uh, if it's finances, to put the Word of God on your finances. And then learn to trust God and He's your strength. You're not doing it through your might. You're doing it through God and through the promises that you stand on. He's given us promises that we can stand on to fight fear. Isn't that awesome? And so as we keep moving through, I want you to consider some things. I want you to consider what's keeping you hostage, what's tying you down. Uh, and I want you to write it down. Maybe you're afraid to write that down. Maybe you're afraid to write it down, but you need to acknowledge it. You need to acknowledge it to go after it. You know, a lot of people are afraid of a lot of things, and they don't even can't see them. And they haven't happened yet, and they may not. You know, we worry about things that, that, that haven't happened or may not ever happen. But what if, what if, what if, what if? Come on, get, get with me on this. Let's name it so we can overcome it. Write it down, and then go find a promise in the Word of God and put it on top of it. Write it over it. Then something you can stand on, something you can live by. So number three in your notes, and we're going to dig a little deeper, is what is the difference between faith and fear, trusting and fear, believing God, adhering to God and the fear, fear of what, the, what might happen or terrible things that could happen. You know, Hebrews 11, 1 through 6, it talks about faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, and by faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God. God, God framed this earth and, and used uh, faith to uh, plan it, to, to see it, to call things into uh, existence by his faith. And guess what? He's made us just like him, and we have to take a stand against fear. Uh, what's the difference between faith and fear? Faith moves God. Fear moves the enemy. And fear will freeze you up as well. You know, faith is a spiritual force. Fear is a spiritual force. 
Faith is God's creative power. Fear is Satan's destructive power. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Fear is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, I know people that say, well, I know I'm going to get it. And I say, get what? I just know I'm going to get it. Get what? They, they're in faith or their fear has them uh, reaching out and grabbing a, a, a disease that they don't even have. And two or three years later, they get sick because they're expecting to get it. And so we, we need to change and we need to change our heart, change our mind, change the way we think. And we need to grasp a hold of God. We trust God and believe God and, and adhere to him. Romans 12, 3 is that God has dealt to each man the measure of faith. And so we all have faith. We need to develop it. But guess what? We all have fears. We need to let them shrink. We don't need to grow our faith. Uh, we don't need to grow our fears. We need to grow our faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God and, and hearing testimonies and hearing what God has done and what God is doing. Uh, I want to show you real quick uh, uh, the difference between faith and fear. Uh, in Matthew 4, uh, 30, the disciples are in the boat and Jesus comes walking by. And they think it's a ghost. They think this or that. And Peter makes a statement. He says, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come to you. Or you could say, Lord, if that's you, make me like you. I want to be like you. And Jesus said, well, come. And Peter gets out of the boat. And, you know, we, we kind of want to dog Peter because he sank in the waves. But at least he got out of the boat. But I want to show you something. His faith got him out of the boat. But when he got his eyes off Jesus, his fear caused him to sink. You can be in faith one day and fear the next. If you do not maintain your eyes on Jesus, who is the Word of God that became flesh, if we don't keep our eyes on Jesus, we get discouraged, we get overwhelmed, we get all the what-ifs that are happening, we, we start struggling with this and struggling with that, but God wants us to keep our eyes on Him. Faith will get you out and moving, but you still have to keep your eyes on Jesus our fear will overtake you even when you start doing the supernatural, walking on the water. You know, the, the rest of the 11 that were stayed in the boat, they're just watching the show. I, I, I never did like watching the show. I wanted to be in the game. Uh, I didn't watch, you know, uh, sports a lot on TV growing up because I wanted to be out playing it. You know what? God's called you to get in the game. You've got the uniform, the whole armor of God. Uh, you've got his protection, his helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. Your loins are girt with truth. Come on, you got your feet on, your shoes on. You got your lance, you got your sword, you got your shield. Uh, it's time to get in the game. Quit letting fear hold you back. And God hadn't called you uh, to have a spirit of fear. Remember that. He's called you to have power, love, and a sound mind. And so let's start stepping into the, the, the love of God, the power of God, and, and having a solid hold on his promises and his word and walking with him. It's time to put fear down. It's time to set it apart. Satan can do nothing apart from fear, and God can do nothing apart from faith. Well, God can do anything, Pastor Brett. Well, he can, but he's bound himself by his word, and he's bound himself by the faith in your heart. Remember, every time Jesus healed somebody, he said, your faith has made you whole. Not every time, but most of the time. Your faith has made you whole. Did you ever read where he went to his hometown and they didn't receive him? They didn't, they didn't, they didn't like that he was teaching the word. This is just a carpenter's son. Who does he think he is? And the Bible says there he could do no mighty works because they didn't 
Trust in him, believe in him. Come on, there, there's power in faith and there's power in fear. We don't want to let fear overtake us and stop us and keep us from doing what God's called us to do. So on your, in your notes, number four, look at number four with me. What makes faith or fear grow? I already mentioned that. Faith grows by hearing and hearing. And somebody said, well, I've heard this before. Well, you're going to go and eat lunch somewhere, and I bet you've ate that before. Whether it's a hamburger or chicken or a steak, uh, we need to continually feed on the Word of God, continually. And, and you know what? The Lord will make the Word of God fresh to us as we feed upon the Word. So faith grows by hearing. But how about fear? Fear grows by watching what's happening on the news, what, what you, how bad your neighbor says it is, or how bad this happens, or how bad that. And you know what? You can be controlled by what you see and hear happening in the world. You can be controlled by, uh, well, we're not going out. We're not getting out. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. Uh, you can be controlled and moved by what's happening in the world that will stop you from preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel, uh, loving people, loving God, and declaring God's goodness to people. Do you know that faith is developed by meditating and acting on God's word? Uh, we have to meditate. We have to keep our mind. You know, you can control your thoughts. Oh, yeah, there's stuff that drifts through your mind, but you can control your thoughts and stop that, and you can declare what the Word of God says. You need to train yourself to redirect your mind, direct your thoughts, and, and, and apply it, meditate on it. But you know what? A lot of us apply uh, uh, speaking things, and, and we, we apply uh, our, uh, the fear that, we, that comes through our minds, what we see and feel. Oh, I feel like I'm getting sick. Well, don't feel that. <laughs> Fight that. It's too, we accept too many things that come down the line, and we get afraid of, uh, of different things. But I want to, one last thing in this, faith is applied by seek, speaking of things that are not as though they were. Fear is applied by speaking of things that are not as though they were. What, that, what, that comes from a scripture in Romans 4, 16 and 17. Did you know that God uh, taught Abraham to be like him, to call those things which be not as though they were? God called Abraham to be the father of us all. He is our father. He's the father of faith, and, and he's our father. And so God taught Abraham to call those things as be not as though they were. Well, what do you mean? Well, God said, uh, I, I'll be your God, and you'll be my man. And, and, and Abraham became a friend of God, the Bible says. Moses was too. Abraham and God walked together, and Abraham said, you know, I want a, I want a son. And God said, I'll make a great nation out of you. And I'll make generations after generations, even those that aren't your blood, like me. Hey, he's my father. I make you the father of many nations. You know that God changed his name from father to father of many nations, Abraham. Did you know that he didn't have a child when he started saying that? Do you know to introduce yourself as the father of many nations, people are going to look at you like, well, how many kids do you have? And he goes, oh, I don't have any yet. What? He's calling those things that are not. See, he does not have a child, but he's calling himself the father of many nations. God taught him that. Well, you could say, well, he's a liar. No, he's using his faith. 20 years later, he received a son and many sons and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and generations. They became the children of Israel. But guess what? Paul taught and Romans, and Paul taught that even the Gentiles, oh, could receive the things that, that Abraham received from God. 
and that we could walk in the things that Jesus has presented to us through the gospel and that Jesus died on the cross for us and that he made a way and paved a way for us. And so we need to learn to walk in these things. We need to learn to step in these things and we need to develop and, and calling those things as be not as though they were as one is a powerful statement. It's a powerful way to release your faith and to go after your fears because you can get a bad report from the doctor. But you need to go after that and say, well, I guess here it is. I, I, I knew I was going to get it. No. Learn to take a stand on the word and stand on the promises and learn to, to, to go after the good things, the good things that God has promised us. And, and so if you look at that, uh, God in, in Romans 4, 16, 17, it's he who gives life to the dead and calls those things which be not uh, as though they exist. You know, he did that in Genesis 1. Let there be light when there was no light. He could have looked out and said, whew, sure is dark out there. That's what we do. It was cold outside today. Oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to work. Oh, we might lose my job. They're laying off all over. I guess I'm next. See, that, that's, see how it can easily go to the negative when we're supposed to say, you know what? If I lose this job, I'm going to get a better job in Jesus' name. Hey, hey, I'm not wanting to lose this job, but if I do lose this job, I will get a better job in Jesus' name. I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm going to be more than a conqueror. I'm going to win. Jesus causes me to win. Do you know that he'll cause you to be a success? Did you, have you ever heard, read the scripture in 1 Corinthians 15 that, that, that says that God calls us to conquer, that we're victorious in all things? Well, pastor, that's not for me. Yes, it is. Jesus died for you to have that. Well, I know he died for my sin. No, he died for everything. He died for you to conquer fear. You don't think the disciples were afraid from time to time? You don't think Billy Graham was afraid time to time? Any of your favorite preachers been afraid from time to time? Yes. So it's time for us to wade through the fear, stand on the word of God, and press forward. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 12, 2, that Jesus is the author and developer of our faith. He is the developer of our faith. He's backing us. He's pushing us forward and saying, go for it. Go for it. Come on. And he's given us grace to help in time of need. He's given us grace. Luke 21, 25 says that in the last days, men's heart will fail them because of fear. I don't want to fail because of fear. I want to push forward in faith. I want to stand strong. So, so you know, Mark, Mark 4, 19 Jesus talking about, talks about the, the parable of the sower sows the word. And some fell by the wayside and some fell among the thorns and some fell upon the rocks. And, and he talks about all that. And then the disciple says, well, explain that parable to us. And Jesus said, if you can understand this parable, if you cannot understand this parable, you can't understand any of the parables. Whoa. He said, the sower sows the word. We need to be sowing the word in our heart. That's how you defeat fear as you put the Word of God in your heart and learn to pull and draw from the Word of God that's on the inside of you, when a fear pops up, you ought to have an answer for it. Well, what if this happens? Well, we'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Well, what if we have, what if you get on a plane and it starts rumbling? You know what? I'm going to make it to the other side. The disciples did in the boat. Jesus said that. But you know what? And we'll talk about it next Sunday. Even if I die, I still win. Glory be to God. When you got born again, you became a winner. You became an overcomer when you got born again. 
You just don't know where you're at, where you're seated, what you're supposed to have. You're seated in the heavenlies with Christ, but you're still thinking you live on the earth in the muck and the mire. But God's called you to rise up, to be above only and not beneath. You know, Deuteronomy, the blessing, blessed coming in, blessed going out, the fruit of your body, your children are blessed. If you don't want your children blessed, well, just let them just go any way they want to go. But the Bible says there's a way to train up a child, and, and there is the way to declare over them to be a blessing, and that they'll be blessed coming in and going out. Come on, Eden, your children be blessed. Okay. Listen, we, in Mark 4, talks about that the cares of this world will choke the Word of God. The cares of this world, kidding our eyes on what's happening in the world. What's happening over here? Oh, we don't stand a chance. We're surrounded. We're all that. Have you ever read the Old Testament? You know, when they were surrounded, uh, the prophet said, just open his eyes, Lord. How about, Lord, just open our eyes and let us see you in the midst of in these, these days we're living in. Let us see you. Open our eyes, Lord, and let us see you. You know, you got to be careful. The world, Satan, Satan's uh, uh, system, the world system, always supports and develops fear. Well, there's a crash coming. There's a crash in the stock market. Gas is going up. Bread will be this. On and on and on and on and on till fear rises up and people are locked down <coughs> and they'll follow anything but God. Mm. We need to follow God. Number five, number five. If you're on your notes, look at number five. What must we do to overcome fear? What must we do to overcome fear? Listen to this, Psalms 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. How do you get delivered from all your fears? You seek the Lord. You don't say, oh Lord, help me, I'm scared. Well, seeking the Lord is a little bit more deeper than that. If you want to learn how to play golf, you're going to seek out somebody to show you how to play. If you're going to, uh, if you're going to uh, learn a dance, you're going to get before somebody, at least watch a video to learn how to do a, a square dance or some kind of dance. How about seeking God that you get into his word and you, you search in his word and you find the promises in his word and the, uh, the stories in his word, how God delivered David, how God delivered Daniel, how God delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how God delivered the Old Testament prophets from uh, when they were in trouble, when fear came upon them. You know what? All those promises are yes and amen to us in the Old Testament. And you'll see in the New Testament where God delivered Paul. Yeah, he went through trouble. He was whipped and beat and shipwrecked and all kinds, but he came through on the other side. We're going to come through on the other side. You need to make that determination in your heart. You're not going to give up. I'm not quitting God. There's so many people quit God just because they get a hangnail. Just because something uh, 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 silly happens or, and they want to blame, well, God did it. No, God didn't do it. God's a good God. And God will take your circumstances that, that even maybe you put yourself in and he can turn those for your good and he can help you in that situation because he's God. But we still have to trust in, adhere to, and believe in him. That's called faith. Trusting in, believing in, and adhering to God. And so that's what seeking him is. So we need to acknowledge our fear and, and choose to trust God, God's word anyway. You've got to push through. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5 says, this is, here's an answer to, what, how to, to attack fear, is to capture wrong thoughts. 
Capture those thoughts that come in and out and, 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 and that the world gives you. Matter of fact, maybe you need to click that TV off or click the radio off and cut your phone off and quit going to that channel that brings fear and brings uh, anxiety to you. And you need to get into the Word of God and get the peace of God in your heart. Another way to do it is 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Peter said to cast your cares over on the Lord for He cares for you. One lady said, well, my husband's 365 pounds. How can I cast him? Mm. Fred Price, Fred Price said, told her this, and he's just went to be with Jesus. He said, you write it down on a piece of paper. You write his, his name and his problems down, and then you say, Lord, here they are, and you wad them up and say, I'm giving them to you, and you cast them away into the fire. You cast them into the trash, and you're not going to carry him no more. You can't carry him anyway. He's 365 pounds. And so you cast him over on the Lord, and you learn to trust God. God's got that. And every time an issue pops up and that's, that just gets on your last nerve or whatever the, as the world says, and just say, Lord, you got that. Lord, you got that. Lord, I trust you with that. And love him anyway. Woo! That's hard to do. But you can do it because you choose to. Last one, Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Did you know that fear is part of the curse of the law? In Deuteronomy, it talks about the blessing and the curse. That Fear is a part of the curse. Galatians 3.13, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed us from fear. Christ has redeemed us from being afraid. We do not have to be afraid. So I want you to take these, take these things to heart today. I want you to find the, in the Word of God whatever fear that you face, whatever fear that you're bothered with, how about whatever's happening in your life, and learn to trust God with it. Cast it over on the Lord. Seek the Lord about it. Instead of just, well, I, Lord, help me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Lord, help me. I don't know what I'm going to do. What do you think I ought to do? Just learn to settle in to the peace of God. Get into the Word of God. Ask the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. Ask the Holy Spirit to be your guide. Ask Him to comfort you. Ask Him to come and bring you peace. Will you bow your heads today? Won't you look at your heart? Is your heart right with God? Are you running with fear? Is fear your partner? How about dropping that partner off and take Jesus as Lord and Savior? Oh, he said, put my burden upon you. It's easy and it's light. He said, seek me and you will find me. Knock. He's knocking. Will you open the door and let him in? Today's the day of salvation. The Spirit of God is speaking to you. Give your heart to Jesus. Open your heart and give your heart to Jesus. Make him Lord and King. If that's you, would you lift your hand? Maybe you're watching on the internet today. Just make this commitment in your heart with us. Yes. Let's pray it together. Father, I come today. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died upon a cross for me that he rose again for me. Thank you, Father, for the victory over sin, over sickness, over fear, fear of the unknown, fear of the future. Lord, I trust you that I put my life in your hands. Thank you that today heaven is my home. 
And I give you the glory for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you gave your heart to Jesus, contact us. Let us know if you're on the internet watching today. If, if you gave your heart to Jesus, we have a couple over here on the side of the room. They have a gift for you, a book for you. Uh, if you need prayer for anything, we have a prayer team on this side. Uh, let them pray for you. Uh, God answers prayer and God moves when his saints ask. And they'll be asking and praying with you and for you. And so we're excited that you came today and hope you receive the word of God. God bless you.